Hello and welcome to season three of the Six Comms podcast. If you are a professional who cares about the way you communicate and wants to further improve this essential skill, you have definitely come to the right place. The six C's in Six Comms stands for connection, compassion, curiosity, clarity, customization, and consistency. These are the essential ingredients for communication to be successful. And of course, not forgetting that special ingredient that we like to sprinkle on top of attentive listening. So sit back and listen carefully as your host and my very good friend, Lisa Partridge, along with her inspiring guests, talk about the real communication challenges we're all facing now and how we can overcome them with some practical tips that you can use instantly. If you like what you hear and you think your colleagues and friends would benefit from listening, then please pay it forward and share your favourite episodes with them. Also, if you have a moment in your day, then please could you take the time to leave a short review. We would really appreciate it as it really does help. Now on with today's episode with your host, Lisa Partridge. In this episode, episode 25, I'm joined by Alison Coward and we're talking about how rituals allow for connection to thrive. But first, a little bit about Alison. She is the founder of Bracket, a consultancy that partners with ambitious, forward-thinking companies to help them build high-performing, collaborative team cultures. She is a culture strategist, workshop facilitator, coach, trainer, keynote speaker and author of A Pocket Guide to Effective Workshops. Her clients include Google, D&AD, Barclay Card, Welcome and Channel 4. With 20 years experience of working in, leading and facilitating creative teams, Alison is passionate about finding the balance between creativity, productivity and collaboration so that teams can thrive and do their best work together. Yes, a lot of us have returned to our offices and are working more in person. However, there is still a lingering impact from COVID times when we were forced to work exclusively online on how well we communicate with each other in order to better connect rather than just get work done. This connection cannot be left to chance. It needs to be designed, but everyone is so time poor these days. So how can we ensure that space is designed for meaningful connection between colleagues? The answer lies in designing purposeful rituals. Alison and I discuss these questions. What are workplace rituals? What are the benefits of establishing them? What are some examples? And what are the pitfalls we should be aware of? This podcast episode is for you if you manage or lead teams and are struggling to connect in a consistent and dynamic way. It could be that you need to establish some rituals. It might be as simple as a check-in at the beginning of your meetings or a ritual at a kick-off meeting to a project or an update meeting. 
Whatever ritual you design, you need it to be crafted collaboratively so that everyone buys into the ritual and it can sustain some momentum. Alison says, the process of behaviour change is challenging, so start small. Don't give yourself too much to do as a team initially because you'll just get burnt out. So start small and some small steps taken consistently will lead to that progress. So take that first step and check out today's episode. Hello, Alison. Welcome to the Six Coms podcast. Thank you. Hello. Hello. Um, so today we're going to be uh, speaking about rituals and how rituals allow for connection to thrive. Um, so let's let's just get straight into this. Um, what? How would you define or, or what are workplace rituals? So for me, um, when I'm working with teams, I define a ritual as something that a team create and perform together for a specific purpose mm-hmm. now when it's like very very basic level it could be a meeting it could even be a small part of a meeting mm. or it could be something more specific to mark an occasion like a um, an anniversary of one of the team members or mm. them leaving or someone joining um so it's this it's, it's something that's designed for a specific purpose and it's something that brings the whole team together everyone is engaged everyone is involved in making sure that it's a success and as a result of that it kind of creates connection or some kind of grounding togetherness belonging um even you know it could create some kind of clarity um, or even much more practical output for the team to move forward. Yeah, lovely. Oh, that all that all sounds wonderful, and really like <laughs> goes into my next question, which is, what are the the benefits of having these in the first place? Yeah, so I mean, you know, rituals generally, if we think about rituals generally in society, it's really about us kind of coming together, isn't mm. it? It's like creating creating togetherness and I you know there's there's a lot of that within um, rituals for teams um as I mentioned sort of when I work with teams on designing rituals what comes up for me is more of a kind of groundedness a mm. way of bringing the team together at a specific point because when we're thinking about teams it really is you know within the context of the workplace and mm. teams have things to do so all of this is in in purpose or in um for, for the purpose of productivity or progress or communication um, or, you know, creating a culture. So often the rituals um, that, that we design with teams are around, you know, we've got something to do. How do we make that process of doing the thing engaging, productive, purposeful, useful? Mm. I like this 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 word. There, there are three words that I picked up um, when you answered those those two questions. Actually, that was um, grounding, togetherness, and clarity. Um, yeah. And I'm I'm particularly curious about the the grounding word. Could you elaborate a bit more on that? Maybe with a an example of what you mean by that. Yeah. So the thing that comes to mind for me, sort of 
first of all is like meetings so mm -hmm. when we think about meetings um probably like if you listen to this you're probably rolling your eyes right now because everyone is fed up of meetings everyone's fed up of how many meetings they're in how much time they take the fact that it pulls you away from the work that you you need to do um but they're necessary mm. right we need to we need to get them done so if we look at meetings as rituals and we think well what is the work that we need to get done at what points do we need to come together and what do each of those meetings need to do and you'll start to find that um when you think okay we need to come together at the start of a project to brainstorm or to think about like how we're going to work together you might design that meeting in a specific way to make sure that um, you've got an open environment, people are curious, people are excited about the project um, coming up, um, people are asking questions, they're generating ideas. So that's one ritual that you can create, like a project kickoff can be seen as a ritual. Another ritual that you could create is an update meeting, um, which might be shorter, sharper, snappier, mm -hmm. um, really sort of, you know, quite fast paced, um, quite energising, really about identifying blockers. Um, and that's one ritual that a team could create. Another one might be um, a review meeting, like mm. how are things going? Might do a kind of a stop, start, continue exercise. Um, you know, are we on track? Do we need to change anything? And that might be sort of a little bit more of an analytical meeting. Um, and when you think about all of those meetings together along the course of a project or when a team is working together, there are moments in time that bring that bring the team together and mm. create that groundedness and create that clarity. So I like to talk about meeting rhythms mm. um, where, you know, almost like the meetings that you have as a team are like your heartbeat because you're kind of going away, you're doing your work, then you're coming together. Mm. And your meeting, you know, the, the project kickoff might be a one-off meeting. The update meetings might be something um, every week. The project reviews might be something every month. And you kind of start to get this like really nice like undulation of how a team is working. And that's where that groundedness comes in. Really nice. Well, I like I like that expression, you know, that meeting rhythms and it kind of creates that heartbeat. And I suppose yeah. one word that comes to my mind when you're talking about that is some kind of momentum. Do you think, do exactly. you think yeah, you need some kind of momentum? Um, yeah. And I, the other thing that's coming to my mind as you're, you're speaking about this is, um, it's that tricky balance of having those consistent rituals that people look forward to but that it's not so the same that it becomes dull or uninteresting or you might have the feedback, oh, here we go again, we're yeah. having an update meeting and it's the same format. So what would you say to that? So I'd say, so there's a couple of things that pop into mind. I think, first of all, um, the process, I always say that the process of creating a ritual, if that is collaborative with the team, and that's almost like a, a ritual in itself, which mm. becomes quite a nice, you know, we need to do this. Like, What can we design and create as a team to make sure that we get it done? And how can we make it productive and fun and engaging? So there's one. So you're going to get more buy-in for mm. the ritual, um, first of all. The second thing is giving the team agency to say that we've been doing this, running this meeting in this way for the last like three months and you kind of need to change it up a bit. Um, and anyone on the team being able to say that. The other thing as well is thinking about who leads those rituals, who kind of you know sets them up. Rotating that around the team can create a, an energy of difference as well. 
And so, yeah, I think, you know, the thing is with with all of these things is that you design them for a specific purpose, but they always need a review. And actually, even the review of the rituals can be a ritual in itself, right? Be a bit meta. (laughs) Okay, so um, I'm thinking of like specific examples. So when when I when I say to you a ritual and uh, of course, you've worked with lots and lots of teams over the years. Is there a particular ritual that you've been facilitating or that you've been a participant of that really stuck in your mind as something really successful okay so I'm gonna um go to my default but as I'm speaking I might come up with another one but the first thing that came into my mind and it's so simple and you know I think this is a ritual that literally every team should do which is the check-in at the start of a meeting um, often, you know, again, one of the reasons we talk about our meetings is they can be quite transactional. We kind of go straight into the work. And this is a, a check in at the start of a meeting is just a way. Again, it's that groundedness, a way of kind of getting people into the space kind of, you know, helping them to transition from what they were doing before into the space of the meeting. Um, and it's more than, oh, the, how are you? You know, what do you do at the weekend? It's a question or an opening that can be reflective it can be practical but everyone has to respond to it and you know if you're doing a meeting in person it can be a question that you ask and everyone goes around the room um, and shares their response Um, if it's online you can do that as well or you can ask people to respond into the chat box so it could be a question like what's the thing that you're most looking forward to this week Mm -hmm. or what do you think, you know, what's on your mind that could get in the way of you focusing fully on this meeting? Um, Or it could be um, if you, you know, something a bit more fun, like if you were, um, if you were to describe your mood as the weather, what Mm. would it be? And that allows you to take like a temperature check of the meeting. So I think the check-in is a ritual. So it's not kind of a full meeting, but it's uh, something that's done at the start of every meeting. And that's something that you can change up every single time. You could ask someone else to facilitate it every time. You can ask, um, you know, you can get a random question. There's loads of sort of spaces online where you can find checking questions. There's one that I love, um, particularly called Hey Today, but it's spelled H-E-J dot today. Oh, okay. Is that Swedish or something? It is. Yeah, yeah. it is. Is yeah. that IKEA comes to mind? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, nice. Um, so for those rituals that are a bit bigger, I would say, mm. rather than just like a a, a check-in at the beginning, something mm. like you mentioned a project kickoff or an update meeting or a review meeting. And I'm I'm thinking specifically online, but I suppose this can apply in person as well. How mm much should you what's the word preempt like how much should you give away before those people come together what I mean by that is how much should you tell them about what's coming up if it's the first time you're doing it oh that's a good question and then the- I mean, actually, my mom- yeah I mean the thing is if the team's been um never thought about that before if the team's been involved in the design of the ritual then they're going to know what's what's coming mm. anyway um 
I mean, I'm going to sort of take a step back because as a workshop facilitator, when I'm <laughs> facilitating, I don't like to give too much away of what I'm going to cover in the workshop. We have like the purpose and mm. the outcomes and the kind of the general top level. But I don't like to be too specific about exactly the activities that we're going to run because it kind of takes an element of surprise. But then we're talking about one-off workshops. We're not talking about kind of rituals that you perform mm. time and time again. And I think with rituals, there is a va- actually value in people knowing what to expect. Mm. Um, because they come prepared and they come, you know, sort of knowing the rhythm. Like I'm thinking of a retrospective. Mm. They come into the ret- into a retrospective, knowing that the purpose of this is for us to, you know, look back, learn, and from what we've done, and change things going forward. I'm also thinking of other kind of non um, less work orientated rituals. So. You know, I talk about, um, and you know, I'm not the only person that talks about this, but um, in Sweden, again, they have a ritual workplace ritual called Fika, which is, oh, yeah. um, you know, getting together um, and having coffees and pastries at a certain time of the day. Mm-hmm. And the purpose is that you don't talk about work, you take, talk about social things. And that's kind of something that people know exactly what's meant to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. I think that with, with, with rituals, there is value no it's not something I've thought about before there is value in people knowing exactly what they're going to do and knowing the actions Mm. almost it becoming you know something that they can do by heart in a sense yeah I suppose what I'm, I'm thinking there is like the that kind of that line between surprising people so there's like a an a positive surprise element to it versus a surprise being shocked and then ill-prepared so it's like that fine balance I think sometimes Mm. yeah and I think this kind of goes back to I mean um you know we've sort of lightly spoken about this topic before but the 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 element of inclusivity Mm. um and making sure that your rituals are designed in a way that doesn't exclude people that might not want to do every specific activity um and in fact, it's not about, you know, them not wanting to do every specific activity. It's making sure that the ritual is designed so that everybody feels that they can yeah. get involved. Yeah. And that that um, kind of, yeah. Sorry, I'm sorry I interrupted. No, I was going to say sort of, you know, the, the idea of the forced fun. You, you know, you said, you know, you don't want people to be coming along saying, oh, here we go. Like yeah. it has to be, it has to be purposeful. It has to be something that they, they get energy from um, and they understand the reason behind it. And actually, look, if it's not working, then let's switch it up. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a great point that you've raised. It's like it, it doesn't have to be set in stone. And I suppose mm. going back to how you say how these things are set up collaboratively, then there's that kind of understanding that if it's not working, then we can we can all decide yeah. to change it and how we're going to change it. Yeah. Mm. So that that idea of inclusivity is a really important one, um, which leads me on to the next question which is what could be the the pitfalls of setting up these rituals or designing these rituals that we we should be aware of I think you know we've we've spoken about them um already which is them becoming um uh, feeling like they've lost their meaning in a sense Mm -hmm. um you don't want people to come to a ritual thinking oh not again um so the minute that happens then it's like time to change it up and then I think the element of inclusivity as well um yeah I mean I think 
it, this also comes down to the style of your team and the people on your team. Um, you know, there's going to be some teams that really are into kind of more perhaps playful rituals and things that, are, you know, bring in an element of humour. And that might be right for the team. There may be other teams that want something a little bit more practical and a little bit more um, uh, where there's going to be sort of tangible outcomes from it. Um, so really designing and creating um, activities that work for the team rather than kind of plucking them from another team um, and transposing them and thinking, okay, this has to work for us because it worked for that team. And, you know, that's kind of been even general for designing ways of working as a team as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I suppose it does depend. I'm thinking of some clients that I have where they're completely remote from their team. They're like all over the place. Um, and they, yeah. they maybe have only been in the company a few months and they haven't met these people. So like just keeping that in mind, because yeah. obviously you, want, you don't want it too high risk and too Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. That makes people uncomfortable. Yeah. So we're coming um, towards like the end. We're in the obviously the last part of this year, 2022. We're, we're maybe some of us are thinking about 2023, uh, possibly. Um, and this would be a good time to to do some reviews, some maybe retrospectives. Um, I was just wondering if you had any any ones that you particularly enjoy or you found work very well that you could recommend? Oh hmm. So the one, so, I mean, it's, it's hard, sometimes it's really hard for me to, um, to differentiate the word, the idea of a ritual from a workshop mm. um, because a lot of rituals that I design are workshop based um, so I'm kind of thinking, um, I mean, if you would call this a ritual, you could, you know, it could become an annual ritual. I love to suggest the idea of a big picture thinking session with teams, mm. um, which is almost like a, a version of like an annual strategy planning session. Um, but it's a lot more creative. So you kind of sit down together with the team and you're like, OK, what did we set out to achieve this year? What did we get done? What didn't we achieve? What did we want to do that we didn't get done? Like what's on our wish list for next year? And so we're just generating ideas around that and using that to kind of start to set the, the space for for next year planning. Yeah, nice. So big, big picture thinking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay, um, so it's time for the last question that I ask all guests, which is around my six C's of effective communication that Six Comms is founded on. Um, and we've obviously today been talking about connection, but there are five others. There are, there is, sorry, uh, compassion, curiosity, clarity, uh, customization and consistency. Um, which one, Alison, resonates most with you at this time and, and why? So the one that resonates with me the most, even though they are all brilliant, um, it's sometimes it's quite hard to pick actually, but the one that resonates with me the most definitely is consistency right. um, for the for the work that that um we've been doing with teams, it really is around like how do we build um consistency in paying attention to our culture um I mean I guess 
the idea of rituals is about creating an element of consistency as well. So yeah, that's I think that's what I'm finding is most challenging for a lot of people right now, the the, the maintaining the consistency. Yeah. And any any last tips that you could offer in terms of of how you can can get that consistency or that momentum start small yeah I yeah. think that we um we have everyone's got good intentions of what mm. they might want to change within a team or improve within a team um and the process of behavior change is challenging Mm. Um, so start small um, don't give yourself too much to do as a team initially because you, you, you'll just get burnt out so start small um, and some small steps taken consistently will lead to that progress very nice that's a, a nice message to end this episode with and thank you so much for spending time with me today oh thanks for having me that was great thank you very much Alison We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please don't forget to go to the show notes to see how you can connect with our fabulous guests and to check out the recommended resources if you're curious to find out more about this topic. If you would like to connect with Lisa to see how six comms could work with you and your team, please email her at lisa at sixcoms.org to arrange a free 30-minute connect call to discuss your learning needs.